I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theatre Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And this is Theatre Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theatre from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theatre in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 16 of Theater Forward. In this episode, we're changing things up a bit and bringing in a pair of artists that are currently working on our upcoming production of Mary Jane by Amy Herzog, director Mary McDonald Care, and actress Clararina Hayden. Welcome to Theater Forward. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Julie. It's so great to have you here and uh, shaking things up a little bit here at Theater Forward. Yeah. Um, Mary and Claire, uh, we are here together in the rehearsal room at the Overture Theater getting ready to... Um, to jump in. We've jumped in for rehearsals and we're getting into tech for Mary Jane. But I'd love to know sort of your journey of what got you to this time and place. <laughs> um, what what got you in the theater? Where what was what was your path? Mary? Well, um, I grew up in Maryland and I had an older sister who was an avid community theater uh, participant. <laughs> and I went and saw everything she did. And then I secretly really wanted to major in theater, but started as a journalism journalism major at James Madison University, and then finally got the guts up to do some auditioning there and had some success. Mm-hmm. And then um, on the advice of most of my theater faculty, I went to Chicago and was there for eight years and then got married and bought a little house halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee. And ended up working in Milwaukee quite a bit and then met you in Milwaukee. <laughs> Indeed. And then um, you came to Forward and then some years later, I'm having my That's first right. time here. At well, we've worked on, uh, was String of Pearls the first thing that we worked on? Uh, actually, Woman in, did Woman in Black? No, that was afterwards. Before? You were oh, the act, yeah. Bur- 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 String of Pearls and then I directed Woman right. in Black. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually um, your direction of Luna Gale that made me think, how perfect you would be for Mary Jane. Great. I, uh, same sense same of it. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's great to have you here in Madison. It's so great to be here. Yeah, and Claire, great. you live in Madison, but how'd you get here? I do. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> fun story, Julie. I, uh, I actually, I was born in Waterloo, Wisconsin, which is a very, very small town between here and Milwaukee. Um, and I was extremely shy as a kid. No way. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think hmm. my first time I had to like perform in front of everyone, I hid in, hid in a closet and my mom couldn't find me and I refused to come out and she had to call the police (laughs) she didn't know where I was Um, so I've come a long way indeed Uh, but yeah I was really shy I kind of got started uh, as a singer my mom directed a choir at our church and kind of gave me solos and and that's how I kind of got over some of the stage fright and then I ended up um, loving it and went to get my musical theater degree at Stevens Point in mm-hmm. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, so stayed in state. And then as soon as I graduated, I traveled all over. I lived in New York. I lived in Chicago. I toured out West with Utah Shakes for a while and kind of did that whole on the road actor thing. Um, and then decided to come back to graduate school and came back to Madison, got my graduate degree. Uh, and that was really fortunate because that's when I got to work underneath Susan Sweeney mm-hmm. um, and kind of learned the whole voice and text angle of this business and kind of got into doing that as well. So, um, but that, that kept us in Madison then 
Great. And you have done a bunch of stuff for uh, Forward. Very Most gratefully. recently, Fun Home. Yes. Um, yes. Which is a di- very different character than the one we will be seeing you in uh-huh. Mary Jane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, j- uh-huh. the extremes of the jaded and bitter <laughs> and the, the eternal optimist. Right. So, right. And, and Mary Jane, um, let's talk a little bit about that process. Um, Claire, you're on stage the whole time. Yes, ma'am. And... Um, People come in mm-hmm. um, to do a scene with you. And it's almost like a two-hander, you know, that that it feels like it's a two-person play for a short period of time, and then it's a next two-person play. It's a series of two-person plays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's your process on this, Mary? And what are you, what are you thinking about, about Mary Jane? And what, what interested you in doing it? Well, um, I kind of... I get asked to do these small plays often. It's mm-hmm. kind of like my my uh, niche in directing, um, and I was interested in because the 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 journey because Mary Jane's it's Mary Jane's inexorable journey toward the end with she and Alex, and you don't quite know when you start that you're on the top of a very slippery slope. That of where you're going and and the arc uh, and the very surprising optimistic spirit that Mary Jane has in the situation. And um, so that, I think, is really fascinating to watch a, an actor try to get all of those ducks in a row mm-hmm. so that they can do this entire thing. So that's a feat unto itself. And then usually you have a partner in crime, mm-hmm. but in this one you have four partners mm-hmm. that are coming in and out. And in some ways I think it's trickier because she gets to hang out in character all day, like as a process, as an acting process. Right. So she might not be working on one scene or another, but she's working on her character all the time mm-hmm. and who she is. And these other people have to show up and be there immediately because they're only going to be there for five minutes. Right. So that's actually trickier. So I thought the whole, the trickiest part of like the, the arduous task of this was going to be for Claire and in some ways that's been true, but I, I found it to be almost trickier for the people who yeah. have who have to who have to get things so clear so fast. They don't right. they can't go, oh well, I'll catch that loop in the next yeah. little passage. Agreed. They have to show who they are and why they're there and what they want and all that stuff very quickly. So it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. And Claire, you are playing uh, a single mom in New York mm-hmm. dealing with a severely disabled child. Mm-hmm. We never do see that child. It's all you're surrounded by the people that come to help you in this journey. Yes. And what's your process? What are you thinking about now that we're in our <laughs> third week of rehearsal? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a crazy ride. Uh, but I think I think to Mary's point, it's almost for me as an actor, I, I love when I don't have to leave the stage. I love that the story starts. And once that train leaves the station, I just have to hold on and ride it until mm-hmm. the end. It's actually, honestly, it's easier in, in that way that it, things kind of happen. And my job is to just like really show up, really be present in the moment, connect to who I'm with on stage, follow through the objectives that we're finding and, and, and get to the end. Um, I like I, something that that Mary said very early on in the process, which which has been really helpful, is talking about this whole kind of Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, like what's real, what's not real, um, kind of what's reality, what's not, and that's been really really helpful for my character too, and like dialing in like. No, this is reality right now, and this is what I'm dealing with, and playing those, and and where am I kind of floating a bit, and trying to piece things together myself, and and trying to help. The, story, the the audience connect to that part of the story as well. Um, 
But yeah, another thing we talk about, which is really helpful at the top of every scene is where is Alex? Because while we never see him on stage, he is a huge presence in this play, my son. And I I talk in the pronoun we and us a lot. Um, You know, it's it's, he's really all she has around. And so where is he at the top of every scene? Is he doing well? Is he not doing well? Where are we in terms of his health? Because that very much affects how I conduct myself with whomever is in the room with me. Right. What we learned um, uh, apart from the acting in this play that is that um, medical equipment in plays (laughs) is really hard to find. And there's a lot of that and things that we're looking for that's unique to this production that Forward hasn't done before. Um, Some nurse uh, nurse came in to teach you about feeding tubes. Is that right? Jen Drake from the school of nursing Mm -hmm. was wildly helpful, came in and showed us how to set up, like how you do a feeding through a G tube and, um, how you would diastat, which is a really critical uh, seizure medication that you would use while a child was having a seizure, how you, that would work and where you would keep it and how you would insert it. And she was really great talking us through a lot Mm. of those situations. Mm. It's fantastic. Yeah. We have, you know, actors who have to prepare a meal Mm. and a G tube on stage while they're having a monologue about something else. And, you know, um, so having Jen come in and tell us exactly what that would look like, mm-hmm. it was incredibly helpful. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in this play, like eating sandwiches and, and uh, <laughs> yogurt, you know, just processes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. <laughs> and and um, there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a recognizable human behavior, heavy show mm-hmm. where you have all this, these moments. And, and what that does to people, how they ground themselves in activities is always very, like a scene won't work until we actually had the Rice Krispies. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, I got mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. And that's always really fascinating to watch. And, um, you know, having a set, working on the thrust for this play, I don't think this play was necessarily imagined on a thrust. Mm-hmm. So there are requirements of things that happen that we've had to be a little creative with um, that you know, probably weren't on Ms. Herzog's mind. And that's when you, yeah, you know, that's a whole other set of challenges that we've had. That um, thrust stage, the three quarter stage, um, you know, audience on three sides um, can, can be this beautiful, intimate thing, Mm -hmm. but is always something to be aware of Mm -hmm. and, and block accordingly Mm -hmm. and think about accordingly. Mm -hmm. But just magic that has to happen on stage. Right. When you don't have walls because you don't Mm -hmm. have, a proscenium, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that are called for in the set that we've gone, oh, well, we're going to have to do this instead of that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it sounds uh, the way we talk about it, that this is a really serious, very sad play, but it's it's optimistic. It's hopeful. And there are laugh out loud, yes. funny things. Yes, there are. Um, and how how was that for you, Claire? The the challenge of in, in a in a really hard scene, suddenly something go becomes really funny. Oh, I I live for those moments, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to mine all of those because we yeah. need them. The audience needs them. We need them. Right when you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm this is so intense. Amy Herzog has so brilliantly crafted a moment of just like release where you can <laughs> you can be like, this is so ridiculous. This is also ridiculous, and we can laugh at it. And uh, it's it's really well crafted that way, as, and it's very real because yes. you couldn't do this life that life in no. real life no, without right. a crazy dark sense of humor. You know, I've I've had some things in my life with caretaking and 
you know, I remember being in the ICU with my dad and, and we almost got kicked out because my sister and I were cutting up so hard because it's so <laughs> ridiculous and it's so surreal and you just right. get this. Yeah. But it's the only way Mary Jane can live her life. Yeah, Anyone right. else would be eaten alive. Yep. Yep. That's yep. exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's going to be such a powerful, wonderful play. We look forward to it opening in just a couple weeks. And I want to take us on a completely different track. Okay. Um, I get asked on a really regular basis by um, some high school kid or a kid just entering college who will say, I'm thinking of uh, majoring in theater. Can I make a living? And I would say more than the kid calling me or emailing me, <laughs> their parents. Of course. I get, I get the mom or dad who says, this is what my kid wants to do. Yep. What, you know, what should I be prepared for? What would you say to, can you make a living in this craft? If you're talking about being a stage actor mm -hmm. and being able to own a home and support children, no, there's no way. It's just not that high paid a position, even in the, like if in this state, say the APT, Milwaukee Rep, the two, the two biggest salaries, you have to supplement. Now, can you supplement in the world of theater? Sure, mm -hmm. you can teach, but you need to go get your master's. You know, you have to know that you have to set yourself up for what you think the future is going right. to land you in. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, for parents out there, don't don't worry. <laughs> don't, you know, I, I got both my degrees my, in theater, and I'm doing okay. Um, <laughs> but I've been able to support myself for the last 20 years. Not, maybe not <laughs> making a living as an artist. Maybe isn't the right, but building a life right. as an artist. And mm -hmm. and exactly what Mary said. Like I've worked so much as a teaching artist. I've worked now as a voice and speech coach. Um, my first year at APT, when my husband Scott Hayden was cast as an actor, I worked on their wardrobe crew. And then the next summer, I came back and I was the assistant to David Daniel in the education department. And then I was the assistant to Susan in the voice world. So there are lots of different ways. I've worked in box offices, you know. Um, but the life skills that I feel like you gain in the life of the theater and how to be collaborative, how to say yes to everything, be somebody that people want to work with that sets you up for really anything you want to go out and do. Totally agree. And what's interesting is I'm finding now my, my part, I do have a part-time job at the university cause you know, I need that health insurance and we need those <laughs> benefits. Um, but it's great that there are so many people now who are actually coming to me and saying, Hey, I have to use all of these skills that I was never actually taught. Like I have to go up in front and, and speak in, at a faculty meeting and I don't know how to do that. Can you coach me? And there are so many people outside of the world at theater who are wanting so badly the skills that we know how to use just naturally in our training that they're desperate for that now too. So there are, you just, you have to kind of think outside the box and think of my life as an artist is going to take me down many, many, many different roads and paths. Um, but as a young person, my my biggest advice when kids come up and is to say yes to everything. Don't close yourself off to that. I'm just going to do this one thing. Right. You know, do it all and learn it all. And it will just make you more valuable. Right. I mean, I, I graduated with a performance degree, went to New York, stage managed because I had a program that taught us all of the design work and crew and all that stage managed, and then found myself in administration. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't necessarily yep. my path when Surprise. I was when I was 21 <laughs> years old. It has since worked out beautifully for me. But I do always say, um, don't just be a performance major. Also learn directing and stage managing. My gosh, if you can do scenic design oh, yeah. and you're a good one. 
one, yeah. that that's a job, you know, versus a barista. Mm-hmm. You know, there are ways to do this. My husband, who uh, works for a major power tool company, and he uh, deals a lot with trade schools. And every year he goes to the Skills USA competition, which is apprentice tradespeople competing. The young woman who won the national welding competition <laughs> was an actor. Uh-huh. And instead of being a barista, she became a welder. She went, she went, wow. she got her degree, and then she went to a trade school. And that they pay for. If you're becoming a union tradesperson, your education is paid for. So you don't incur any more debt. So she has a union hall. So when she doesn't have an acting gig, she goes to the union hall and gets a welding gig for however long That's her great. time is at 60 bucks an hour. Right. Bucks an hour. And then goes, so um, I was like, that is brilliant. If you're going to yeah. have a side yeah. hustle, make it a side hustle that makes a lot more money than your acting hustle. Right. Acting, right. 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 And it's not that, I mean, acting, uh, you know, when you go, um, when we think about what we pay, for instance, weekly, it's not it's not a terrible rate. No. Except it's a six week contract. Right, right. Right. So if it was that rate for fifty-two weeks, that'd be great. It'd be a that, livable wage. It, Absolutely. It would be a livable wage. Yes. yes. But it's really that we round. have to think. And then as soon as Mary Jane closes, then the two of you are looking for the next gig. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there yep. might be some pause and then there's another thing. And that's really what I think people need to understand. It's not it's not that the weekly rages are right. so terrible. No, no, no. It's it's just that there's not enough. No. There's not enough work. I mean, they did. I was. This is a really depressing statistic, but they did a compilation of everyone who's equity. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of equity people who hardly work ever. Right. Right. And then there are the equity members who are on Broadway making a very nice wage. But if you average all equity memberships, it's seven thousand dollars a year. <laughs> it's a very sober yes, Right, yes. right. And then you have to have 20 weeks to actually get a year's worth of health insurance. Sure. And right. yeah, very few people yep. do that. Now, we say this, so, so now the parents are listening and going, that's it. They're not majoring in theater. <laughs> On the other hand, I can't think of anything else I would enjoy as much as what I'm no. doing right this minute. No, no. And I don't know what my alternative. I mean, could I could I work in a corporation? I bet I could. And I bet I could make some good money and be okay. But nothing makes me happier than this. Well, right. And if this all doesn't scare you away, then you probably will be fine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Then you shouldn't be here anyway. So right. Right. It's all it's all worth it, I think. And um, every day is different. And um, I was also thinking too, Claire, about what you said, you know, the, the skills you get. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think is so important in, in the skills of theater is that every person is so critically important to the process that if they're gone, yeah. it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, if, if you've got an actor that doesn't show up for a performance, then you say, thank you all for coming and, you know, we'll reimburse you. I mean, you don't get that in a lot of professions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important yep. to know. And and for kids doing it in high school to know that you are critical yes. to this. Yes. Every person is such a critical part of the team to make right. the whole thing work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's it for this episode of Theater Forward. Oh, my gosh. It was so good talking to both Mary McDonald Care and Claire Harina Hayden. And um, after this production, then then we both um, we all three have to decide, like, what's our next project together? But, you know, that that's that's for another topic. Um, this is a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest and America. Um, Mary Jane runs September 12th through the 29th in the Playhouse 
at the beautiful Overture Center. And tickets are available at forwardtheater.com. I'm Julie Swenson. Our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, and you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Forward Theater, as always with an ER. And we're grateful to have you listening, and we'll be back soon for another Theater Forward Conversation. <laughs>